Right to the last note, I absolutely adore that. That track is, in fact, the uh, title track from the new album of From the Lost Gecko. Um, it's called The Fox and the Lion. If you'd like to head along to that album launch, it's this Friday, September 30th. It'll be at 8 o'clock in St. Peter's North Main Street. The support is going to be eight cellos. It's going to be an incredible, incredible, incredible uh, gig. Uh, wish them the very best of luck with that. And we're looking forward to hearing more from the album as well. That's one of those songs, isn't it, that kind of tells a whole story. You can see there being uh, a short film. It's just made for um, a movie in a song, isn't it? Love it, love it, love it. So congratulations to Malcolm Urquhart and The Last Gecko with that and with their gig launch on Friday night, 8 o'clock in St. Peter's on North Main Street. Now, something else you want to book ahead because they always sell out and they're always just the best, best crack is the Everyman Sunday Songbook. And their next celebration is coming up in two weeks' time, so you want to get the tickets booked now. It's Neil Sadaka, Linda Kenny and Alf McCarthy came over to our house and sat in the kitchen with me to chat all about it as we went through the incredible story of a guy I actually took for granted. Sky Arts, for example, that channel has a whole series of documentaries all the time, like Discovering Doris Day or Discovering whoever. And they they tell the story, they go through the story of everybody's lives, but it's in a very sort of commentary Mm -hmm. way. And that's grand and it suits television. But what you guys do is you take all of these amazing huge stars and tell their story and weave it all in with amazing music from this golden era of stuff. Mm. And Neil Sedaka, I suppose, is that a kind of a departure from the idols of the silver screen? Although he does have, like, Hollywood Walk of Fame star and that well, sort of stuff. Well, we, I, I, I never, I would never say the starting premise was Hollywood um, screen idols. I would have always said we celebrate the lives of movie and musical icons mm in song and in story. That would be kind of my coverall sentence to give an idea of what we actually do. So he's not that much of a departure, but he was a big sell to me. Alf was is a big fan and I was saying, well, I kind of only kind of know him, but in actual fact, he's amazing, isn't he? Well, when you say I'm a big fan, like, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I'm more a blues man myself, right? Uh, but but you know having worked in the in in the mu- the radio industry and played music, uh, and my dad used to have his own band, uh, and in 1957 his Buddy name was Mac. Buddy Mac down the arc, uh, so he was doing the big band stuff before the Dixies came. The Dixies were the next lot, you okay. know. Um, but my father's hand had been squashed, uh, so that was the end of uh, his stone filling it. So that was the end of his music career, and he was a stone cutter as well. At that time, I remember looking in his uh, his music sheets of music and he had just bought, uh, because he wanted to get modern stuff, uh, the Neil Sedaka songbook, you know, Happy Birthday, Sweet Sixteen, all that. And I'm going, oh yeah, Dad is now picking up on this. So he, in 1957, was realising uh, that there's a talent out there writing lots of music and he was going to incorporate it into what he was doing. Um, so, like from my own point of view, what I'm saying is that I was aware of Neil Sedaka going going way back. Well, the know? thing the thing about Neil Sedaka, he's known as in the Guinness um, Book of Hit Singles or something. He's known as the man who put the tra la la into yeah. pop music. Yeah. <laughs> and he and his long-standing uh, writing partner, who happened to live on the floor above him in the apartment complex where he grew up, they were writing songs. From what age? He was thirteen. He was thirteen when he started, and and his neighbour was was up. Uh, 
Howard Greenfield. Yeah, yeah. So Greenfield Sadaka became almost like a, a a stamp of approval within the music industry because, oh, it's a new song by Greenfield Sadaka. Yeah. They were only kids. They were 13 and 16 when they started. Like, the thing about Sadaka is that he came, he actually won a scholarship to Juilliard when he was eight. Yeah, yeah. he was a classical yeah. pianist. Yeah. Yeah. And the mother already wanted him to be a classical <laughs> pianist. Of course, we'll get the piano we couldn't afford any day. And, and so her thing was like that he was going to go and play a shite... <laughs> that he's going to play Beethoven and things like that but he realised that nobody in school wants to hear about Beethoven or Tchaikovsky yeah. and uh, so no, I think you were right Peter, Peter Tchaikovsky a Russian but, um, but that they all they wanted to hear was um, you know pop music so yeah. um, the, but the thing about Sadaka is that while he'd be known for things like um, Laughter in the Rain I yeah. think is the one I think of yeah. time. but that was well, actually see, a later no, you see. Yeah. see I read the script too he had, he had to reinvent himself yeah so wait, let's start so, so let's he, start let's start let's start let's start let's play Sadaka okay you start so Sadaka and Greenfield started um, writing music and, and they were very specific in how they set about like they they um, they would actually study music and they'd say, what What made that a number one? I mean, what were the guitarists that they used? What was the transition in, in musical terms? What were the themes? What kind of, you know, um, phraseology or rhyming did they do? And and so they finessed their product. They went looking for a formula. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know. and, and, they, and they basically said, if we can't find a word that rhymes, we put in the... This ooby dooby doo or the tra la la, you yeah. know, so they'd, they'd go, uh, um, uh, she loves you, whatever it is, tra la la, la 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 la. So, and then that would stay in the song or whatever. So, breaking up is hard to do, like tra la la la. la, la. Oh, yeah, <laughs> See, I'm here to save you, darling. I think it's tra la 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 la. No, that's having It's hard to do came into all of them. Actually, yeah. And they worked in the Brill Building. Uh, The Brill Building in New York was this famous building that was, if you like, um, a pressure cooker for songwriters. And the idea is that you went in with your song, you hired a room, and all that was in the room was literally a piano. Uh, There may not even have been a table. Uh, So piano and a chair, sit down, and they pump away the idea. Hit factory. A hit factory. Mm. And then you took your song, and you went to the pluggers and they'd say, okay, uh, so-and-so, so-and-so might be interested in this. And they'd, put, they'd, get, they'd get somebody along then who would sing those songs. And um, Connie Francis was, was a young girl at the time and she, she used to plug songs. You know, well, like actually, she went in because George Check, her um, producer, came in and said, "Look at this girl; she's just had a great hit with Who's Sorry Now." And he said, uh, "Can you write her something?" So they threw their best songs at her, and she was like, "Yawn, no, yawn." And then as she as she was as she was leaving, they said, "Just play the other one," and they were going, "We can't." 
Like, that, that's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And so they played her first few bars of stupid, stupid, dumb, really, no. yeah. Bum, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. And she said, you've just played wow. my next number one. Stupid Cupid, you're a real mean guy. I'd like to clip your wings so you can fly. I'm in love and it's a crying shame. And I know that you're the one to blame. Hey, hey, set me free. Stupid Cupid, stop it. Yeah, so like the thing about Neil Sedaka, even though I knew about Solitaire and I knew yeah. Breaking Up is Hard to Do and Calendar Girl and O'Carroll and that. He actually wrote for so many big names, like really big hits. Like, is the, this the way Daniel to Amarillo? O'Donnell. Is this the way to Amarillo? Tony Christie's one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wrote that. Yeah. But nobody associates it with him, you know yeah. what I mean? They all think it's Tony, Tony Christie. Yeah. Show me the way to Amarillo. I've been weeping like a willow. Crying over Amarillo. A sweet who waits for me. But you said there a minute ago when I was saying laughter in the rain. You went, oh, that came later. Yeah. yeah. That came so, the, but there, so there was a later. There was a so like high in point. the fifties into the sixties, uh, they were writing all these songs, yeah. and also Sadako was a recording artist himself. So he was a very pretty, handsome young man. He had all these hit singles. Um, could play the piano like he had talent. He was. He made an absolute fortune. He was probably the biggest selling artist of his day. He would have been. Yeah, yeah. And lived then, in Central then what Park. happened? The Beatles arrived in America, so the whole music industry changed, and the Trada days were, in fact, over. The yeah. Beatles killed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for oh, him, for him, in because this idea of someone sitting at piano and singing doobie doobie, like yeah. it was like, um, it was like elevator music. Yeah, and suddenly his record company said. No, you know we're not interested, and he had to. You know he lost the house, he lost the car. Yeah, he got into the taxi. What's that line of the yeah, taxi? Yeah, the great line is, uh, "Hey, didn't you used to be Neil Sedaka?" <laughs> you know, yeah, I know that taxi man. He says the same thing to me. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so uh, desperate for him. So he actually emigrated to the UK, and you know when he got to the UK, he was kind of a nobody in their terms and he was playing working men's clubs I mean think about it you know up in Bradford and all these places going into you know what's wrong with Bradford sorry <laughs> the people, on behalf I mean, of the people of Bradford my mother used to say spitty men's clubs he'd go into you know and they'd be all mumbling and their points and all this kind of stuff and he'd be pumping all the songs and they'd know maybe one or two uh, and then there was a he met uh, Elton John of all people at a party at a party and Elton John said what are you doing in here and then he was telling him he just could not believe that Neil Sedaka was who had been an rock. inspiration to Elton yeah. John in the early days because uh, he was a piano player as well um, was doing this so Elton had just started a record company or a record label and he said okay write for me <gasps> And he even offered to do backing vocals for him yes. on his first two albums. Yeah. Can you believe it? So that was Weird. like a new beginning <laughs> then, you know? I think if people listening to this can pick up on a fraction of the enthusiasm that the two of you have for sharing the story. And the reason I'm stepping in, right, is oh, because... Oh, yeah, we're talking too much. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, so... Well, you are. I yeah, I know. But 
<laughs> no, seriously, I don't want you to give the whole thing away. Oh, this no, is no, like, no, there's more. There's more. Oh, there's more. I know, I know you're kind of skimming over <laughs> a, yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of bits there, but that's the whole point of coming along to the Everyman yeah. for yeah. this concert in this series, because you do give all the details you do sing the yeah. songs you yeah. do we do project the lyrics the and people are singing all night long <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that's the thing I mean it's very hard to say it's a concert because I don't think it's a concert and I, you do is it yeah no, and no, I, I think it's kind of a yeah. show it, it's more theatrical and then you know there were times you know like for example in Vera Lynn Alf is from London you know he took like this and then there are times when he's you know in Dino you'll probably have your American accent will no, you? No no I'm str- I'm playing a straight are you straight? <laughs> but in, in Sinatra I was I was a barman from Hoboken in New Jersey yeah you know Who talking about Sinatra? Frankie you know all this kind of stuff yeah and in the last one we did in the Bobby yeah. Darren story yeah. I had a character as well That's so sometimes fun. it's the character sometimes it's me yeah you know? but it's fun to kind of it's colour great. it like that, isn't it's it? Great, and just yeah. throw it in. And, and yeah. also the audience love that because yeah. it brings another level. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'll be at a very low level. <laughs> yeah. It's our level, dear. This is true. Yeah. I, but the wonderful thing also is that when we go on stage, is like you were saying, there we have this enthusiasm for the shows, but we have a great affection for each other. Yeah. Uh, and that comes across big time, you know. And I keep saying to you and to Damien and to Alan, I'm blessed in that here I am sitting on the Everman stage, a stage that I adore. And I can sit back and look at my friends. Uh, we're sing, the blessed ones. Because they're Alf. the best ones on the stage. <laughs> this is where she jumps in and says, Oh, no, Alf, it's you. <laughs> no, but seriously, it, it's a pleasure. Yeah. You I know, it's not work. It's it's a pleasure to be doing these shows. And, you know, like, even the guys in the band and Yvonne backstage and Cahill, like, we've all worked with each other forever like we really have you know we have all known each other for yeah. years so there is that kind of familiarity and comfortability and a joy at actually being able to do something yeah. and I suppose that's the thing for me as I get older and as I go on the thing that I love most about what I do is really just the joy that music brings and the healing potential of it um, Alf and I are doing this gorgeous um thing with our friend David Sullivan and we had Morris Healy with us the other day as well it's called the Down Memory Lane Cafe uh, spearheaded by Yvonne Maloney and her team at the library in Douglas Library and it's so joyous just to do something that gives a lift and it's totally free and people come and they they have a cup of tea it's the first Wednesday of every month yes it is the first Wednesday of every month in Douglas Library and do you know it's just about reminiscing and singing and freedom and engagement and social inclusion and that's the lovely thing about even doing our shows for us as well like connection is the key for everyone I could have the two of you on for hours lads Uh hours and hours and hours pick and Neil Sedaka song, so to finish off with, how do you dig into that? Uh, well, it, it depends what period of Neil Sedaka we go for. <laughs> do you want to go for the classical period? Uh, the earlier period, you're talking about Breaking Up Is Hard To Do, Happy Birthday Sweet Sixteen. In the later period, you're talking about the beautiful song Solitaire, or you're Amarillo. talking about uh, uh, Amarillo itself. Or, uh, or Calendar Girl. Calendar laughter Girl. in the Rain. Or Laughter in the Rain, Sorry, which is a lovely yeah. song. You know, so... Whatever yeah. you like. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, guys, thanks a million.
tell you when last I listened to that song. It is just absolutely class and that is going to be a great night in the Everman on the 9th of October but it's like one of those things that you have to book in advance. Uh, like Neil Sedaka has sold over 70 million records and written or co-written over 500 songs. It's going to be a night of his biggest hits and uh, a great band on stage doing the whole thing. It'll be fab. Uh, I was laughing though in the middle of that interview when they were saying he was a classical pianist playing <laughs> Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky we got there in the end Okay. and speaking of yes I have to be very careful in how I pronounce the name Tchaikovsky okay because Tchaikovsky's liturgy of St. John Chrysostom is coming to St. Finbar's Cathedral on Thursday night at half past seven and it's the beginning of Chamber Choir Ireland's autumn winter season tour of the country and they, an interesting thing about Tchaikovsky he was known to use sacred Russian Orthodox text as an art form of choice along with his ballet and his symphonic music so music lovers are being invited to witness this rare opportunity of listening to the full piece which is rarely performed in full on Thursday night the 29th of October at half past seven in St Finbar's Cathedral here in Cork. Cork's 96FM and C103 The Arts House and you're very welcome back to the programme. Now, two festivals to tell you about. First of all, Words by Water is the literary festival in Kinsale. And it's back for a fully in-person festival this year. It starts on Thursday, runs Thursday right through to Sunday with the most incredible array of fantastic talks and readings and workshops. And if you'd like to see more and maybe join in something that's happening in Kinsale's literary festival, I love its title, Words by Water. And in fact, right the way throughout the town, they have beautiful signs on the posts with poetry quotes and prose quotes and things to just lift your heart. Can I recommend you check out wordsbywater.ie wordsbywater.ie this week and check it out. But in terms of festivals, the next one in the city is... One of Ireland's best loved folk festivals and that's quoting from TG Cahar is the 43rd Cork Folk Festival. So I spoke to one of the organisers, William Hammy Hammond, uh, to say what would happen if we went on a wander around the city because it starts on Thursday night and there's a bit of crack in the corner house on Friday so that's where we met in the corner house. Now, Hammy, this was not planned. I didn't know there actually would be a taste of what it's going to be like on the weekend of the Folk Festival going on live behind me. But we're in the corner house on Colbrook Street, just around the corner from Patrick's Bridge, and that's one of the venues. One of the things that struck me about the Folk Festival this year, and I suppose it was the same every year, is that you've spread the festival right around the city. So no matter where you go in town, you're going to bump into a bit of crack. If you're starting on the Friday, obviously there's always a session here yeah. early on, yeah. um, and songs at six yeah. with Pat Horgan, and then later on they have the Stain Down Shoes Band, <laughs> Sarah Corkery. Then, yeah. of course, like it goes on through the weekend, and there's a big, massive big bluegrass night on the Sunday night yeah. leading into that then of course if, you, if you're inclined to go up 
by the way, I forgot to mention that we're actually doing classes in the School of Music. Uh, as well? Okay. <laughs> Four we, classes. We, we could go on. Listen, the best thing is for people to have a good look for themselves. I suppose you could call the programme is The Map. The programme is available in print all over the city, anywhere you go, yeah, yeah. any good trad venue or any of the hotels are online at corkfolkfestival.com yep. Alright, Annie, listen I think we've overspent our welcome here <laughs> okay. Let's go over and listen to the music All right. Fantastic, see you Connor Well I can't believe we have two incredible festivals kicking off on the same night this Thursday so here in the city right the way around for the weekend you have the Cork uh, Folk Festival kicking off it's the 43rd Cork Folk Festival and then in Kinsale you have Words by Water the Literary Festival also kicking off on the same night incredible festivals lads aren't we just spoiled in Cork and listeners to the show are going to be spoiled because after this ad break we have Magella Colla and Mary Hegarty live in studio to tell you about a gorgeous, gorgeous concert coming up at the end of this week as well. So stay tuned. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. goodness me, I have to say that one of my favourite pieces, that is Sibelius's, and I didn't even have a chance to play the whole thing, uh, the Corellia Suite, it's one of the pieces which you can actually hear on the stage of City Hall with a live orchestra on the 8th of October. The Cork Concert Orchestra are doing a major concert with Dvorak 7th um, they're doing Sibelius as well and Neil Thompson is coming back to conduct so that is going to be one hell of a night in City Hall on October the 8th and tickets for that are on sale now and kind of bring us back a little bit into our classical sphere <laughs> to talk to my next two guests live in studio. Delighted to see Magella Colla and Mary Hegarty. Welcome in. Mary, you're miles from the microphone. Come Hi, 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 H
I was like, I shot off a text to you, Magella, the second I saw a po- photograph or a poster <laughs> for the concert the two of you are doing That's on right. Saturday night. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Next yeah, yeah. Week. yeah. Is this yeah. Saturday night? <laughs> Isn't it a week? <laughs> Don't forget it all. Don't, <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> I collect you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. There's that head like a sieve. Mary, keep me on the straight and narrow. I know the two of you like are lifelong friends, yeah. you know, and colleagues, but also great and dear, dear friends. Oh, completely. Like, yeah. but it's great to see when you're working together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's because it's been, been a while now, I suppose, thanks to COVID, really. It's been, we were just saying that, probably our last time was the, was the big concert for Cara. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last yeah, time we were on the, the same that stage. Was last time, that was pre-COVID. And then COVID hit, so but any yeah. plans we had were just yeah. out so the window. I've known Mary since I was 12 or At 13 say, or yeah. something like that. And we're kind of, the, we're at the same age-ish. Um, oh, but, oh. <laughs> but, 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 but I might Mary, have a few, I might be the elder <laughs> lemon here. But Mary started singing sort of way before me, so we weren't contemporaries in, in the beginning. No, except that, that's choir in the St. Patrick's Church. That's how we, yeah, it's that's, how we that's met. That's right, that's right. Really? She, was, yeah. she was my hero. Oh. And then, then, then when oh, I Mary Hagerty yeah. spoke to me today. Would you I hear? Would all, you get all excited. This? I got used to that. Yeah, then. but then, please, after poor old, um, after Dad passed away, I came home. Obviously, came home for the funeral. Whose photograph was on the piano? Right. Yes, it wasn't right. me. No. No. The usurper. It was himself and herself the at a wedding. Yeah. I got on, I got on really well yeah. with Paddy. He was great. Ah, he, was great. He, was great. Yeah. he was great. He was great. So it was lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. Isn't that gorgeous? I mean, like, we literally are lifelong friends. Oh, completely. Then. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 And we had the same teacher, Maeve Collin, in the Cork yeah. School of Music. And she was very, very dear. She was like a second mother to she, both of us. Yeah, she was great. And so, so she just had loads and two proud Cork women. So. Yeah. But here we are, like, two proud Cork women who have had sensational international careers between the two of you. I was searching for what would be the most exciting and superlative (laughs) I could draw on there. We'll take that. That'll do. We like that. We We love that. But you know how joyful then to actually have that international platform Mm -hmm. to go and sing with opera companies all over Europe, both of you, to, you know, travel the world and then come home and oh. still maintain a career like this at home. And and the two of you also, of course, teaching in the Cork School of Music yes. as well now. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's a new occurrence. I, I, I joined about, uh, uh, during the pandemic in 2020, which oh, was a little there, bit yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so Mary so was great. kind of it's having lovely. to hold my hand <laughs> again. <laughs> She's so used to doing that. I am well able. But so, well so able that's for... really nice yeah. as well. And it's because, lovely. Because yeah. even though it's the new building, we still have memories. You can still, because it's, you know, in the same place as the old building. Building. And you, you try to explain to people that you, in the old building you come in and you, you knew where anybody was because all the sound came down. But now, of course, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that the sound doesn't travel. You can't lean over the stairs. No, you tra- can't. Yeah. No, 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 no. Over the banister no, and shove down to the bottom no, floor. No. Bring up. Da, da, da. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a big place. State of the art. That, yeah, it that. is. We love it. We um, love it. But so uh, how exciting then to be there as tutors. I mean, like I know Mary, for example, you had so many years of fantastic success abroad. Yeah. And here you are now training students up through the School of Music and sending them off to London and yeah. God knows where. And, and it's fantastic. And you look at them, you feel the same sort of excitement and, um, you know, and, and then when you get news back that they're doing this or they're doing that and you're going, oh, well, I had a little, a little bit to do. But More it's just, a little, the, my it's God. just sending them off prepared, hopefully, and that they're only starting now, but it's, there is a bit of pride. 
There's a huge amount yes, of pride. And not only that, though, from different posts I'd see on Facebook for somebody who's saying, oh, I'm opening in such a show on the West End or <laughs> I'm after getting called for such and such a tour. And they'll always say, and you know, thanks to Mary, there'll be something, yeah. you know, a nice little message uh, lovely, to say, yeah. that's where it began. And, it is you know, lovely to like get that you, back. You, you know? talk like you talked only taught them when they were seven and eight. Like you bring all of these to diploma level, their full qualifications yeah. through the leaving, through their college and like yeah. give them that start. And it must be hugely rewarding. It's incredible. I mean, there was, you know, there's obviously the, the, the two that came through the system of them would be Molly Lynch and, and Mirren, Mirren Omani. And when you go and see them on stage and you go, oh my, you know, you do feel this little... <gasps> A little, little talk, you know. Um, and then the other girl then is Neve, of course, Neve O'Sullivan. But now she I just had very young, but you see them, you think it's fantastic. And that they're all Cork. You go, yes, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. those those three now that you just picked yeah. out there, three diverse Complete. ranges that they're also singing in. Yes. You know, so Neve is gone the opera, opera route. way. She is, yeah. Uh, we're in Travelling the World with Celtic Woman now. Yeah. I know. And Molly Lynch storming it in the West End. I know. It's mm. fantastic. It's fantastic, you know. And then we've little, well, not little, very, very tall Brian Murray thrown in there as well. He's the other exactly. little in gone into Book of Mormon now. So it's brilliant. Yeah, it's good. Cork's it, a great place. It is. And like, Magella, just to kind of say, you know, we I associated the two of you for years, obviously, with opera. Yeah. Um, but like you began singing in a band. You talked about, of course, coming to singing a little bit later. And you have that blend now of teaching both opera, we'll say, through the School of Music, your classical training, and I suppose opera slash something else when you teach with the Monforts, like you were part of that big celebration for Eileen Nolan, 60 years there the other week. Yeah, that was amazing. The 60th birthday um, uh, celebrations of Eileen Nolan. I mean, legend, you know, but um, and so I, when I was, I, 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 I used to tell them that when I was a teenager, I wanted to be in the Monforts because <laughs> you see, I just loved music. It didn't matter what it was. Yeah. Everything from Rory Gallagher to, to Luciana Pavarotti, I just loved it. And, um, and but I was really, really shy when I was a teenager, um, uh, which nobody believed. <laughs> She's made but, up for uh, since. But it's true. <laughs> yes, I have, thank you, Mary. I have made up for it since. Um, but I I never got there, you know. Um, so then when I went to teach, when I started teaching, uh, the, Trevor Ryan asked me to do some work there as well. And so um, so I, I finally um, got in the back door, became a Monfort by default. <laughs> and so that so it was legitimate that I was able to take part then in the celebrations in the Opera yeah. House. But, I, but it was so cool because when I sang that, the, I started the final number of the show and and everybody came on stage to to, to sing You'll Never Walk Alone and um, but it was extraordinary all these heroes from of musical theatre from shows that I'd seen mm. from the time I was small to, to recently everybody seemed to be on the stage it was it was extra phenomenal <laughs> to see all the faces it was it felt like such an honour yeah. to be there you know my eyes were like saucers <laughs> watching them all but yeah. yeah so I mean I started singing in a band with um, Ray O'Donoghue bless him uh, God rest his soul. He was an extraordinary. It was like a musician. It was like being with Frank Sinatra. He sounded like Frank Sinatra if you closed your eyes. And he was extraordinary, a musician and arranger. And so I was really lucky to have that, you know, gigs with him. He had the best equipment in the world. You'd whisper through the microphone, and your sound would blast out. Um, so that was that was a real grounding. So when so uh, singing. Uh, um, in my normal voice isn't foreign to me um, but then of course then I can sing opera as well so <laughs> I'm nothing if not versatile yeah but Nick we've talked before about how you you know you were a dental nurse and everything like that Seven originally years. Um, before you eventually said no music is the calling and 
this is something I will do. And then, I mean, like the the career that you built in Italy and everything was just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I'm not, as they say, built for speed. I am. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I'm always a bit of a slow burn. So it's so singing was the hobby for years, and um, and I loved it. Uh, so uh, so then, yeah. So it took a while for me to to, to get, get going. my teeth into the professional world. But Mary, for you, was it a totally different path? Like was. Did you just go straight through your training and, and continue? Yeah. yeah, I was so lucky. I just went to the opera studio and then I started getting work. And then I was 20 years in England, you know, and then I came home and I'm still working. And then somebody persuaded me to do the Masters. I think it was Jet Spratt said, you have to do the Masters. I said, and take it, go back I to know, school. I'm not going, I'm going back to school. And anyway, we did because it was the performers one. And it was great. And that was the step. And then I was able to go in and start teaching. You know, and it's fab. And now that we have the musical theatre course in the School of Music, because we're both on that as well, I say, for the legit end of things, which is still, mm. it's just a term you have to use, mm. but it's fantastic to watch them coming up now too. So the school is is now at its full capacity. I it's noisy. Heaving. It's fantastic. Heaving. It's and it's fantastic. like, we're laughing, you know, we're just saying, there's culture night, don't draw breath. Yeah. You know, there's the most incredible week of stuff happening yeah. right now. And, you know, two festivals hitting us again yeah. at the weekend. Cork is just on fire it's at the moment. Brilliant. It's just yeah. something else. Yeah. And the two of you have this concert with Kira Moroni. I know! Oh, Kira. Yes. And I should have actually told Kira to come in, but then yeah. she, I know she'd have felt under a obligation to bring the piano and do everything like that and like that yeah. would just have been oh, we don't want to um, that. Too this early. hour morning though. <laughs> it's too early. Too early in the morning. <laughs> but like again another one of life's beautiful oh. gorgeous people never yeah. mind the fact that she can just you know Play anything, anything with her eyes closed. She's fantastic. She's phenomenal. We love she? her. Yeah, and yeah. she has a few pieces in the bag for our little concert. Oh as well. yes, yes, yes. That's just an evening of music and song. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about this this concert. How did it come about? It's, it's on um, a photo house, by it's the way. It's on just a photo house. Yeah, and it's Emily Murphy who is in Cove. I'm just getting the number up here. Yeah, she's, 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 she's a, she's a, a doughty um, pet. This was meant to be on in February, and then because of COVID, was you know pushed out to now. So it's fundraising for Marymount and Catherine Cancer Research. So we're putting on in in photos Emily Emily Murphy if I do she's put it all together you know and I think there'll be um, I think it's seven o'clock for eight so seven little probably little finger food and little drinky poos. wine and canapes a reception before absolutely and then us three then. Um, for a little bit and there'll probably be a raffle and I mean the tickets the tickets are available at let's at I think Cove Heritage Centre or if you want to ring Emily Murphy will I call out her number now call out the number because we'll call it out now we'll give it out again in a minute or two but also if people miss it now they have it the podcast will be back up again this afternoon so they can you know, just tune into the end yeah. of the podcast and get the number yeah. again. Or Cove Heritage Centre. Or Cove Center. Heritage Centre. Go with the or number now there. Emily Murphy is um, 087 911 That's 087-911-6400. And I think there are a few tickets at Photo House as well, I think. Are there? Yeah. I don't know, just in case. But they're the two definites anyway, so... Because yeah. yeah. like, the two of you are so busy then to kind of draw and pull a programme together for something like this, you know... We're, we're we're on the fun side for this one, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Light. Yeah. But this was something that we we really wanted to do because it's been a while since we've sung together, as yeah. we said. And so, and th- this is, uh, yeah, it's there. This isn't work at all. Oh you no, know? this is. This and with Kira on board, then as well, Should the three of us are like, you know, oh, three or looking for yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, like so, so so looking forward to doing this and, and to doing uh, stuff that's just a nice, like a very relaxing evening for people. You just come along and hear some of the old, you know, top of the pops. Yeah. 
Okay, like what? Give us, give us two or three. Okay, so if we want to do our duets, we'd, we'd have to do Barcarol, wouldn't we? Yes. And then oh. there'd be one or two little fun ones in there too. Yeah. Um, You're doing all the like rainbow, me. I think. Doing rainbow. And doing I could have danced all night. I'm doing If I Loved You. And Tonight from West Side Story. And uh, there's, so there's a little bit of Viennese music. There's a little, a little bit, bit of, of popular music, a bit of Irish music. Uh, and then we kind of get lighter and yeah. jazzier. In the second half. And Kira's putting in one or two pieces as well. Gorgeous. You know, so uh, just to... Um, and What's it like when the two of you actually sing together? I mean, I know concerts like this, you know, you'll each have your own individual yeah. pieces, but then you will also sing together. What does that actually feel like when you are looking at one of your dearest friends that you've known and you're... It's, it, it, uh, uh, it's funny you um, you say that now because it did come into my head at the uh, <clears throat> the because we know each other so well. Mm. And we're very much in sync. And I mean, you know, uh, uh, Mary's one of the most important people in my life. I I, I love her so much. And so there is this this synchronous. There's this. I don't know. The um, it's like a meeting of souls. Or yeah. So it's the weirdest thing. It's so on on so many levels. Um, it's it's like this big hug when yeah. we sing together. It's, it's great. It's, it's amazing re- and fun as well. Then because yeah. you know that you can go that little extra because we read each other so well. Yeah. I mean, just we. And we almost don't even have to look at each other. Yeah. We can sense each other. It's yes. very strange. <laughs> so it's very, it's a rare thing. Yeah, actually. well, hopefully this will be the start of a few more little. <coughs> yeah, I think. Uh, um, yeah, well, yeah, I think that there might be a few more in more the offing the, down yeah. the line. Oh yeah, which would be wonderful because I imagine like like that. You know, you can read each other, you can see yeah. each other, but when you're also actually singing, and I'm a huge embracer of the vibrations yeah. in a room that happen when yeah. you have live music. It's there's there's nothing like it because you know, depending on the volume or the depth or the yeah. treble or the bass, you can feel it through your body as yeah. well like that. But to be the creator it of almost, the vibration, it almost comes together really. Doesn't matter what you both sing at the same time, it does. It blends, and you think mm. you don't you don't even think. You, um, it just becomes normal. Yeah, well, we just don't think. Him. It yeah. just yeah, it's part, yeah. and the two seem to. So there's no oh, and I mean, I'm louder or she's yeah. louder. There's none of that. It just really blends. Yeah. And sound, sound is energy. So yeah. I mean, you can see it on a graph going yeah. up and down. So you literally change the energy in the room when you sing. Yeah, and um, and people get it. And I think um, a, a lot of people, which is one of the loveliest, sweetest things, a lot of people would have followed Mary's career and my career mm-hmm. for years. You know, so they they've kind of ownership of you as well and um, so when they come and support you and sit there they, they're invested in the concerts mm, yeah. I, that happens all the time yeah. with audiences um, you know obviously especially in Cork and and you feel that as well you feel their energy coming yeah. back at you and the smiling yeah. faces and it's, it's, uh, it's actually yeah. quite an emotional <laughs> experience yeah. you know I can totally oh, imagine how it would yeah. be you know and there must be times during a concert where it's hard to sort of keep singing and stop yourself from welling up because something will touch you as a performer right there in the moment as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a thing that sort of just, there is something for performance that you just keep that little bit. You have to, otherwise yeah. you'd be wallowing, you know, but sometimes <laughs> it is hard, yeah. Yeah. Or giggling. That's the or great crack. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I think that dangerous. might be the problem on Saturday night. I think that's to keep, to keep <laughs> us, keep us behaving. Keep us, Kira will do it. Yeah. Kira, Kira will crack Kira that with. Kira will throw us a look <laughs> yeah. and, we'll, and we'll behave. Listen, wait, Mary, give out the number there again. Right, okay. Grab your phone and get, get the number here. there Sorry. again. But also to remind listeners that people will have the chance to listen to the podcast of this later on this afternoon and it will um, it'll be up there that people yeah. can get the number but it is for the moment it's from Cove Heritage Centre or if you want to ring Emily Murphy directly and she's 087 
Okay, perfect. Uh, just a couple of texts there. John Sullivan has the tickets for tonight. Just I'll give you a, a text back there, John. Thanks a million. Another text to say, can you please wish happy birthday to Catherine Mahan Buckley of Cada today. It's oh, her happy birthday, birthday so. Catherine. Happy birthday, Catherine. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another amazing woman. Yeah, yeah. And listen, aren't we spoiled in Cork? Just, just, you know, I just. mean, I know Cork people are always going on about it's Cork-like. But it's but true. But it's but true. true. <laughs> 200%. <laughs> yeah. I make no no apologies <laughs> for Absolutely it whatsoever. not. <laughs> okay, so Magellicola and Mary Hegarty, thank you both so much for coming Thanks. in this morning. Thanks, Thanks for having you. And I know you're just going to have so much joy on Saturday night. It's yeah. Photo House, 8 o'clock, but <laughs> arrive at 7 because there is that wine and canapes reception but beforehand. But we can't have, yeah, we'll get them drunk first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, from Connor. Connor, do you want to hop in and say good luck there? And we'll remind people again, the fat, the coke... Fo- the Cork Folk Festival. <laughs> Don't make the same mistake as we made with Tchaikovsky early on, okay? <laughs> okay. And Indy Cork is coming up next week, okay? See you oh, then. I'll chat to you then. Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House. With Griffin's Potatoes. Planted, picked and produced in Cork. Griffin's Potatoes. The great taste of home.